0: Wilson University and we're going to be talking for the next several minutes about, um, we're talking about a particular course. What we're going to be doing in the next several uh, weeks is try to bring some uh, clarity to maybe some people that are unfamiliar with Wilson University and to try to uh, walk you through what it's like to take a course at Wilson University. So I'm a student right now, I'm a graduate student here at Wilson University and uh, beside me is uh, Professor Jennifer Bunce and uh, so we're gonna be talking to her about one of the courses that she teaches uh, specifically the history of literature in ancient Israel so I want to encourage you if you're if you're logging in right now If you have a question regarding the course feel free to post it in we'd like to answer some of those questions Mm -hmm. or her she's going to be answering the questions (laughs) i know nothing about this course whatsoever so i'm going to be learning this as you uh learn it so i think in wanting to do this is i wanted to uh just kind of walk through the kind of material that that you learn and it's Mm -hmm. uh there's a lot of different things there's a lot of different neat uh, things that you're going to be studying And uh, in my experience at Wilson, I've taken courses with Dr. Wilson on leadership, and we're going to get to that course uh, probably in a later session. But there was a lot of very interesting content that I think that if people knew about it just on a surface level, they understood what was taught, it would encourage them to really dive a little bit deeper into it. And when you when you learn about these particular things, they really make an impact on the way that you see ministry,
1: mm-hmm. the way
0: that you see leadership, and ultimate leadership as Dr. Wilson um, talks about it. So mm-hmm. uh, I want to, first of all, introduce you all to Jennifer Butts, uh, Sister Jennifer Butts. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, first of all, uh, Sister Jennifer, a lot of people I think are unfamiliar with Maybe they don't know you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, uh, you know, and what brought you to the university?
1: Sure. After completing my bachelor's degree, I earned a master's in education from UC Davis. And then about 10 years later, I earned a master of arts in ministry with a concentration in intercultural studies from Hope International University. And presently, I'm working on a Ph.D. in biblical studies with an emphasis in the Old Testament. And I've been in the educational field for about 25 years, and I've worked with Wilson University as a faculty member and as an administrator since 1999, so almost 20 years.
0: Awesome. Very cool. So the classes that you teach specifically, what what do you teach here at Wilson?
1: Uh, I've taught Contemporary Social Ethics and World Religions, and I've been teaching this course, the History and Literature of Ancient Israel, for about four years now.
0: Okay, so... Let's jump into what this course is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is base? You know, in broad terms, we can go on and on about this. But what is the history of literature of ancient Israel?
1: Well, it's basically an Old Testament survey course. So we cover the um, thirty-nine books of the entire Old Testament. Uh, in eight units of material, and we provide a very broad overview. It is an introductory level course, so I've had young students with um, not much Bible background, and I've had uh, mature, seasoned students, even ministers, who have been preaching and teaching the Bible for years, and they've taken the class as well.
0: Okay, so is it a history course?
1: Yes, it is. It is primarily history, but it's so much more than that. Uh, when I was developing the course, I asked myself what my big dream is for my students, meaning what do I want them to get out of the class? When they think back on this class one year, two years, even five years after they've taken it, what do I want them to remember? And it's, a, it's about more than just memorizing a lot of, of facts and figures. Um, I want them to, I, I want uh, uh, my big dream for their student learning Uh, to guide how I developed the class. And in fact, we ask all of our faculty to do that. They have to have a big dream for student learning and then use that, that vision to help them determine what to include in their courses. And that way it makes a more meaningful experience for the students. So in this particular class, my big dream is that students would be inspired to love God's word more deeply and to live a life devoted to him. Because ultimately, what does it matter if they memorize a bunch of facts and information and then backslide. yeah. And so I want this class to have an impact on them. Now we do look at facts and figures, but that isn't what's emphasized. We're really looking at the big picture, the big ideas. And rather than a lot of schools that'll undermine your faith or belittle your faith, we're trying to strengthen your faith and your relationship with God.
0: Very good, okay, so can you talk about what some of those big ideas that you just mentioned? What are what are those big sure. ideas? Sure,
1: and and since this material is so broad, we uh, we have the course in uh, focusing on certain key themes. That that way, it provides a framework. So, for example, one of those key themes is an Old Testament theology. Now, a theology basically means it's a recurring theme throughout the Old Testament that ties the ent- entire Testament together, and then also relates it to the New Testament. And in this course, we emphasize God's plan of redemption that holds the whole Old Testament together, and in fact, the whole Bible together. And uh, it progressively unfolds in a divine design with the focus on promise and blessings. And we examine the covenants, we examine dispensations to track that unfolding plan of God throughout each of the ages and throughout the history of the Old Testament. So when a student's done, they're going to recognize that there's a unity and and a a theology to the Old Testament.
0: Yeah, okay. So, like, um, when you mentioned theology you know a lot of times especially pentecostals we when we think about theology we think about what's in the new testament about mm-hmm. theology you know the book of acts book of acts revival and then but uh, with regard to your teaching here on this course, is it important to have a theology of the Old Testament?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's there's an overarching unity to Scripture as each writer was contributing to this unfolding plan of God, this stream of revelation, and also ha- recognizing that organic unity is so important for. Uh, validating the authority of the Bible and recognizing its inspiration from God. There's an effort by liberal scholars and others to undermine the validity of the Bible. They question the sources of information, uh, they question the authors, they emphasize uh, presumed discrepancies, and they treat the Bible like a lot of disjointed pieces of writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we recognize the unity of the Bible and that's one of the foundational aspects of its authority because it is the inspired word of god as his spirit moved upon the writer so recognizing that that unity is so valuable
0: so you're making a case for the importance of studying the old testament
1: absolutely you know a lot of churches and denominations they don't emphasize the old testament anymore they either avoid it or they won't preach from it um, and what they, they're not recognizing the lasting relevance that it has for us. It is three fourths of our Christian Bible. Mm-hmm. And I believe that God doesn't want it to be ignored. It really goes hand in hand with the new Testament. The old Testament gives insights into the new. And then the new Testament gives old insights into the old. Um, and even the new Testament bears witness to the importance and the authority of the old Testament. There are, um, approximately 300 direct citations in the New Testament from the Old Testament. And also there are at least, depending on how you count them, two to four thousand allusions in the New Testament about persons' events and teachings from the Old Testament. Um, By the New Testament times, It was recognized, the Bible acknowledges, that there were writings called scriptures that were viewed as authoritative. And when Jesus spoke about the scriptures, it was the Old Testament that he was talking about. So uh, he said, um, they can't be broken, they'll be fulfilled, and that they bear witness of him. And actually, the idea of the Old Testament bearing witness to him is another key theme of the class. Very
0: good. Yeah, so you mentioned Jesus, mm-hmm. and but, but the life of Jesus is primarily found in the New Testament. But this right. is an Old Testament class. So yes. how do you, like what some of those big ideas that you cover there regarding Jesus?
1: Right. Well, so what we recognize is that the Old Testament is Christ-centered. All of redemptive history points to Jesus, and then He is the, the the fulfillment of it comes from Him. So He's the fulcrum upon which the whole Bible pivots. And so one of the underlying principles is that the Old Testament scriptures testify about Him. And I'll give you a couple of examples. When He's talking with two men on the road to Emmaus. Uh, He said, the beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So he's talking about Moses and the prophets, but he's pointing to things in those writings about himself. And then in Luke 24, he appeared to the disciples after his resurrection. Uh, And I'll quote a part and then he said unto them these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you That all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me Now what some people don't recognize is that the Hebrew Bible which would have been the scriptures Jesus used They were divided into three sections One was the law one was the prophets and then also the writings Well, the book of Psalms is the first book of the writings. So scholars believe that when Jesus was referencing Psalms, he was actually referring to the division of writings. So you have Jesus basically saying, every section of the Bible relates back to him. He's indicating it; it's all about him.
0: Very cool, okay, so you mentioned the Hebrew Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there much difference between uh, the Hebrew Bible and our English Bible?
1: Yes, yeah. and it, it's a really fascinating study. Okay. It's actually something that we touch on in Unit 1 about the organization of the Hebrew Bible and why it's significant. So, um, and it's interesting. The Hebrew Bible, which is also called the Tanakh, and the Old Testament, they have the same 39 books, but they're organized differently. And there, there's an important significance to it. So I'll give you an example. Um, the Old Testament ends with the Book of Malachi, in our english bible but in the hebrew bible it ends with the book of chronicles uh, which is part of the division of writings that's the last book so why would that be important that it ends with chronicles so i want to just take a moment and read uh, a part of this is from the stone edition of the tanakh the hebrew bible this is the introduction that they have to the book of chronicles so this is an example of why it's important The focus of the book of Chronicles, this is the Jewish perspective, is to serve as the prelude to the eventual kingdom of the Messiah, who will be a descendant of King David. As such, the book deals primarily with the Davidic dynasty. Kings, so they're talking about the book of Kings. The book of Kings culminates with the destruction of the first temple and the exile from Jerusalem. Chronicles ends with the return of the Jews from exile. For the theme of this book is return. So they're saying Chronicles is about return. And even though the second commonwealth was but a pale shadow of the future redemption, it kept Jewish hopes alive and proved that the prophecies of an end to the Babylonian exile were not in vain. And if those prophecies were fulfilled, then we can be sure that the fulfillment of the prophecies for the future still await us then again this is their words we are about to begin a book that is a harbinger of the future and of the final redemption may it soon unfold so chronicles is a book about it's it's talking about the future redemption it's setting the stage it's a perfect segue to the new testament because it's a prelude to the coming of the messiah it's the harbinger of the anticipated redeemer and the new testament finishes the story. Absolutely. That's very,
0: very cool. Okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the actual content that's in the course itself. So Mm -hmm. what kind of readings do you use uh, in this course? Well,
1: of course, the Bible is the primary text. Uh, But I do also use two other books. One is called What the Old Testament Authors Really Cared About, A Survey of Jesus' Bible. It's by Jason DeRoshi. I really like this book. I searched uh, numerous books before I found this one. It is a basic overview, just like Mm -hmm. your typical Old Testament survey book would be. But uh, he um organizes it so that it follows the structure mm-hmm. of the Hebrew Bible. He recognizes that God has a progressive unfolding plan of redemption. Mm-hmm. So it reinforces that theme of the class. He also recognizes that there's a value to understanding the scriptures that Jesus read. So he's giving us the Jewish perspective. Um, and then also, it is not a dry, boring history book with, uh, again, a lot of facts and figures. He really wants to get at the essence of what each book has. So as you're reading it, uh, you are becoming emotionally involved in what's going on in each of these books that we're studying.
0: Absolutely. So along with readings, because if you're like me, I like to read, but reading pages, words on a page gets old, you know? <laughs> so yeah. are there lectures, oh, like yeah, video yes. lectures in in this course? Let's yes, talk about that.
1: absolutely. We have a variety of lectures. Um, in each unit, there are PowerPoint presentations that I've prepared. Um, there are also some lectures I've included by Hasidic Jews, okay. and that way it provides a Jewish perspective on the topics we're studying. Uh, I also... Um, have created brief audio recordings. It's the introduction to each book uh, of the Tanakh. So that way you get the Jewish perspective introducing each book as well. So yes, a a blend of lectures. Okay, so
0: it sounds like you mentioned... uh the Jewish influence there. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like that the Jewish perspective is an important part of this course, is that right? It is, it is.
1: As we all know, the first 11 chapters of Genesis, which is the first book of the Bible, it deals with the whole human race in general. But at Genesis chapter 12, we have the call of Abraham. And from that point on, the Old Testament is really a narrative of the history of the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. And so we could look at the Old Testament as really being a Jewish book. And so we need to be aware of the Jewish perspective and, and it can help we don't always agree with it, but yeah. it can help enhance our understanding of the scriptures.
0: Very cool, very cool. Are we good on everything like in the the, the video, we got red dots and all that?
1: On the right-hand side, your card is full.
0: Okay, all right, no worries. We'll, we'll come back to that, No. okay. But that one up there is working fine. Okay, Thanks. great, excellent. Okay, now the kinds of assignments that we do mm-hmm. in these courses, uh, I think they're very similar across all courses are. at Wilson University yes. but kind of talk about the kind of assignments that students in your class do.
1: Okay well what's really neat is that we've, we've structured the courses to be very similar. It provides okay. a consistency that makes it easier when students come into a class they know what to anticipate because okay. each course is formatted similarly. Okay. Uh, they're divided into eight units. Every class has eight units and each unit has core resources with readings and lectures so mm-hmm. the students can learn the new material, but then there are also opportunities to practice the information they're learning. There are flashcards, uh, there are practice quizzes, they aren't scored, Mm -hmm. it's just for reinforcing the information. And then in every unit we have a threaded discussion, so students can interact with me, uh, they can interact with their fellow students, and uh, they're asynchronous, you don't have to be on at the same time. Again, Mm -hmm. you can do this anytime, anywhere. And we find that with the threaded discussions, Uh, being asynchronous we actually get a higher quality dialogue because students have time to think through their answer and uh, provide maybe even do some outside research and bring that to share with the rest of the class and have some higher quality dialogue and
0: and as an online student I have uh, I think a lot of times when people think about online education you know, uh, there may be some stigma surrounding that particular thing in terms of its interactability, I Mm -hmm. guess you could say. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's hard to, you know, am I really going to be talking to people in my class, or you feel kind of disconnected, but this uh, platform sort of lends itself to the idea of being closely interacting with your students, your professor, your other classmates, and so it has that kind of thing where you're not just talking to your professor, you're interacting with the students that are in your class as well. Right? Yes, yeah.
1: yes, through the threaded discussions there is that opportunity to interact with the students. But I would say that primarily you're interacting with your instructor, but that's uh, that's really a benefit because in most universities you don't get much access to your professor. Absolutely,
0: yes. And so to that's have that true.
1: one-on-one, and you can email and get a response within 24 hours, but you can interact in the threaded discussions and. Uh, So I think that's a bonus compared to two other schools.
0: Okay, now I'm going to talk about something that every student loves to talk about, I guess, and that is the grades. So the graded, are these assignments graded (laughs) and are you a hard grader? I guess that's the more important question. I'm a
1: fair, objective (laughs) grader. We use rubrics for all of the scoring to try to make it as objective as possible. But yes, there are graded assignments. There are lots of opportunities for practice before you get to the graded assignments. So there's the flashcards, the quizzes. Um, There are exercises. And we give sample answers so students can compare how they're doing with what would be an example of a good answer. So lots of practice opportunities. But when we get to grading, uh, every class is set up with a, a short graded assignment in units two, four, and six, and then at the end of the class, it does culminate in a final exam and in a comprehensive final project. And the final project takes some time but it usually has multiple steps and it has some practical application so that students really go away with um, having um, integrated their knowledge and their skills in that final project. So the the final exam and the final project are the big chunks of the scores for the class.
0: Absolutely, very good. Okay so um, being that this is an online format can you can you talk about the difference how your course different it differs from a university that teaches the same course on campus
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay go ahead on that
1: sure well and part of it depends on what type of school someone is attending if it's a public or private institution that isn't apostolic the primary difference is that we're teaching from an apostolic perspective so that's first and foremost um, Comparing our or my class to an on-campus class in terms of content is probably very similar if we're looking at at an uh, Old Testament survey Um, I mean, we're going to be covering the books of the Bible Um, but the topics and the ideas are uh, what's emphasized would be different. And then of course, as we talked about, because it's online, the structure of the learning is a little bit different. One of the benefits of our model is that it's self-paced. So when students get access to the class, they are doing the readings and the lectures and the exercises and assignments on their schedule, anytime, anywhere. But they can take as long or as little as they need. If it's material they're comfortable with, they can move through it faster. If if uh, they need a little more time, that's okay. When you're in a site-based class with the teacher lecturing, you can't go back and hit rewind and watch that lecture again. You can't take as much time as you need uh, for interaction with your professor, but in our online environment, you can take it at your pace to make sure you're really comprehending the material.
0: Okay, good. So you feel like, based on your experience, uh, you feel like the online format is effective for student learning?
1: Oh absolutely. Uh, It really gives students more opportunity to review and to practice the information to ensure that they're understanding it. Because our emphasis is not on just memorizing a bunch of information uh, to just pass a test. Yeah. We really want them to substantively grasp the content and and be able to retain it long term.
0: Yeah absolutely. And and
1: have it be meaningful so it connects to their life in an important way.
0: Yeah definitely. Um, And I think in my experience uh, with uh, the courses that I've taken here at Wilson University, every course um, that I've taken has that tenor to its, uh, the, 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 the way that it was put together, is to really, you want to walk away with something that uh, made you better as a person, you know, mm-hmm. as a result of that material. And mm-hmm. so I, I can say the things that I learned uh, when I took Dr. Wilson's classes, I they were so uh, for lack of a better revelatory? term yeah they were revelatory <laughs> and they were they were basically drilled into my head because mm-hmm. you had to really focus on the material you had to mm-hmm. focus on learning this material understanding it reading uh, the, the the selected readings and really not just grazing over I, right. I didn't treat it as if I was trying to pass a course I you, you know I think you'll be more successful if you go in thinking how uh, you're going to be better as a result oh, of, of the of the course material. Yes. And so I had to go back and learn it again. And I probably uh, read these things over and over two or three times, especially yeah. Brother Wilson's material. You know? Yeah, it,
1: it can be and dense.
0: Exactly. And just to get it. But when you got it, it's like riding a bike. You know, you when, mm-hmm. when you got it, you got it. Yes. And, and so... And I would write, when I wrote my papers, I would write my papers basically to my future self that I could go back and read these things again and just kind of refresh Mm -hmm. myself. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure I got it right in the paper, you know,
1: and and I still
0: go back to that. Go ahead.
1: And one of the neat things is that we really have tried to be thoughtful and careful about uh, not only scaffolding learning within each course so that we're supporting the learners as they're learning the students, as they're learning the concepts, but that... As you're progressing through the program, um, information learned in prior classes is being built on yeah, for later classes.
0: Definitely. And there's a lot of thought and from my experience going through the course courses, there's a lot of thought given to the idea of it compiling and building upon the previous course. Yes. And right. uh, so mm-hmm. you know, that isn't just some random shotgun thing you no. have. It is very it's purposeful. specifically put in yes. there like that. So yes. Uh it's Yeah, it's very, very good. So uh, yeah, we're about running close to our time. So okay. just, uh, if you have any other comments you'd like to share to the audience, uh, okay. feel free.
1: Well, I'm very excited about this class. I love teaching it. Uh, I think it's been effective uh, in the few years I've been teaching it and mm-hmm. it's touched people's lives. Even just recently, I, I've made more improvements to it. So I do keep adjusting it, trying to make it as as effective as possible. And I believe. You that... got something. Yes, we have okay. a question. Go okay, ahead. can you speak on the length of the curriculum and the cost of managing the affordability, please? Sure. Do you want me to go ahead? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So each class is divided into eight units of material, and um, each class is set at about an approximately a total of 135 hours of work. That's the estimation. For some students, it takes less. For some students, it takes more. And so our ideally, we recommend trying to finish a course in about five to eight weeks. On an eight-week format, I think that works out to about 16 hours a week, about okay. 15, 16 hours of work per week. But again, you can do it anytime, anywhere, so there's a flexibility to it. You don't have to drive to class and be on at a certain time. Okay. Uh, and in terms of cost, it's a monthly fee of $350. So you can, you're paying that flat rate, so the more diligent you are in your studies and and getting through your coursework, then you are getting the courses for an even more affordable rate.
0: Absolutely. Very cool. Well, this has been a very cool, productive uh, discussion. Hopefully, we can have more of these in the future. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, let me just backtrack for just a second. Sure. You teach this course. What other course do you teach here at Wilson? Did we talk talk about that? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, I've taught social ethics, contemporary social ethics, and I've also taught world religions.
0: Okay. This is the main
1: one I'm focusing on now, and then there is also a Pentateuch class, and then down the road, uh, with some new degrees, we'll be launching a biblical studies one. We'll have some languages, and so hopefully I'll be teaching the Hebrew level one and two. Yeah, that's
0: right. You are a, a language expert, right?
1: Uh, right. No, the expert part's coming. <laughs> Maybe by the time I'm done with my PhD, I'll have the expert part down. Okay. I have Great. studied it for years, but it, yeah. it takes but a long time. But that is time. coming.
0: That course is coming.
1: Yeah. We'll be eventually yeah. be offering uh, a Hebrew course and Greek as well.
0: Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's exciting.
1: That'll be with some of our new work. Continually working on new degree programs mm-hmm. to launch. So we're hoping we'll have several more to launch next year.
0: Very cool. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you. you all for logging in. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to uh, send us a message either on Facebook or on Instagram. And uh, we look forward to doing many more of these discussions in the future. Thank Thank you very much. All right. You got it. Thank (laughs) you.